0: tonight Arsenal treat Fulham like the last fat bird left at the pub and mercilessly have our way with them in a five-star performance. We spend a bit more time poring over the Aaron Ramsey saga and give big ups to Arsenal's bustling B team. All this and more tonight in another Ask Brothers Rankcast. Welcome, welcome listeners to this another Ask Brothers Rankcast coming to you today in a beautiful afternoon sun in Melbourne, 22 degrees outside. It's Toby's more than chucked sicky. Is it more than that?
1: It's about twenty seven, I reckon.
0: Nah, bullshit. It is it's pretty hot though. Anyway. Anyway, Toby's Chuck to sicky. He's got the day off. I don't go to work on Mondays. I've been at the golf course and I'm about to open up a delicious hop nation the punch mango goza. And Toby and I are about to bring you what should be a really relaxed, really easy going, full of love. Podcast because Arsenal have won five
1: nil, Toby. We have five nil, five one. You fuckhead,
0: five one. I don't even count their goal. That's how dominant we were. <laughs> I, I just ignored it. Just ignored that it happened. Don't even care about Scherler and his little dick. It was a good finish. Uh, it was a smashing finish. But well, fuck them. Let's talk about us. Let. Um, <laughs> there's been some people around Toby who have been saying that they think this is one of the most dominant Arsenal performances that they can remember.
1: Do you do you think I, I haven't been on social media to really um to really get a gauge of any fan reaction. Is that is that what you've seen?
0: Yeah, a lot of stuff on AFTV, you know, not that I pay so much attention to Lads, AFTV, but a lot it's of It's full
1: don't get too excited.
0: <laughs> and I did write that down in my in my post game notes. So <laughs> I said, you know what? It's a bit like a guy who comes and tells you, you know, he's fucked like 75 women that's right if 74 of them were ugly
1: and their waist circumference exceeded 100 centimeters and we're in a metabolic nothing syndrome wrong with a
0: bit of fat love toby everybody needs some fat love sometimes
1: this is true right we've all um, done it
0: but if like if like yeah absolutely we have and they've been some of the best mm.
1: some of the best um, and most appreciative I met this
0: girl called agatha in in poland and she was not attractive
1: in poland even though you've never been to
0: Poland. Sorry, she was Polish in England. Well, you were... I banged you, a Polish girl called Agatha you were, while I was
1: living in England. You were in Poland in England.
0: I was. I was inside Poland in the land of Agatha. You were, but she was not attractive. You were penetrative towards Poland. And I kind of Poland. feel... And I kind of feel that this 5-0 win for Arsenal, 5-1... I kind of feel that this 5-1 win for Arsenal is a bit like having sex with Polish Agatha. Mm. It's great... We'll have fond memories, mm-hmm. but she wasn't the best competition.
1: No, no. She wasn't the best scalp. Poor Agatha.
0: Agatha, if you're listening and you're out there, good times, good memories. I miss you, buddy.
1: It's it's unlikely. It's unlikely.
0: Toby, I guess last week we were talking about the fact that looking at the formation was becoming a bit of a moot point because it was the same 11 over and over and over again. And lo and behold we get probably the formation that you and I have been asking for, not the formation, the lineup, the personnel, that you and I have been asking for for a number of weeks. I know. Obviously, there were reasons for it. There was um, sickness and back spasms, and I think Ramsey is about to have twins. Yep. Uh, He was waiting for a phone call at any time. Yep. But as far as what ran out on the pitch, Toby, what were your first thoughts your first reactions i was and uh, how excited were you I, I was
1: i was very excited you know th- this is exactly what we've been calling for and this is less about technical ability and more about power and running capacity and um physicality from uh, from the wide areas and and you know maybe that's a thing maybe that's a thing sometimes in the premiership that um that some of that balance or some of that power and tenacity can actually um, overcome some techniques sometimes. So particularly when you're trying to wear out an opposition. So this is the best we've started all season. You know, to a game. So in answer to your question, I was I was very excited and I was really interested to see what had happened because you and I have been banging on about this for a few weeks now. Um, I kind of feel like we were we were vilified. What, what what do you think?
0: I, uh, one of the first things I wrote down was that I think that this is closer to the type of team that Emery would want to put out if politics and names had nothing to do with it. And wages, yeah. If Emery, Yeah, if Emery looked at an 11, looked at his entire squad and said, what sort of player suits me best? I genuinely think that this this lineup, I mean, we'll talk about formation in a minute because it was very difficult for me to work out who was playing where. Mm. But this lineup of people is probably so much closer to Emery Ball. Um, I'm not surprised that has delivered Arsenal's best result and best performance of the season to date, regardless of the fact that it was Polish Agatha.
1: Mm. Mm. And and look, neither, and and, and I don't for one second, if anyone's going to jump up and down about our opinion, think this is going to be the case for every single game. And this this is the beauty of a squad. You know, sometimes we're going to need those technical players to, to unpick a lock. But every now and then, particularly in a Premier League game, a lot of the time away from home, where the opposition is expected to come at you more, this type of power and pace, um, you know... It's it's going to pay dividends, and, and I do think Do I it has think done.
0: that this team is going to go out there and do City? No. Do I think they're going no. to do a Liverpool? No. But do I think they're going to go and do a Fulham away and run hard and match them physically? Yeah, and I, th- I think you just I think you just saw that. I think you just saw that in droves. And if one thing has come out of this game, there's probably four or five shit markers been laid down. Mm. Real mm. genuine shit markers. You know, Welbeck, as much as you banging man came on and scored the goals in an open game, Welbeck laid down a shit mark and you banging man there saying, this is what I can provide. Even if I'm not scoring goals, I'm going to be able to produce chances just through my physique, through my athleticism, through my press, through my hard work, a Wobie on a Mm. on a grown man's body. The more I watch him this year, the more I just look at his grown man's body and think, Wow. You know, he's just running people and bashing them. You know, he's put down a shit marker as well. You know, a massive shit marker to say, Mm. I'm here, pick me. You know?
1: Well you don't even need to go as far as a shit marker. You're just talking about genuine competition. And I think that's what we've been lacking in our squad for many a year. So the the man management, or just the team management, because that's what it is going on from Emory here, it's really fucking exciting, you know. We are starting to see genuine competition for places all over the pitch. You're even starting to see the thought behind the selections in the, you know, in the second string competitions and the European comps and that. So I think something's happening. I mean, we can't get too far ahead of ourselves because, you know, in this run um you know, in the Freedom twenty four run. I feel like we were always gonna try and push for, for maximum points. But I don't think any of us actually thought we were gonna get as as far as close as we have done to that. So I, I think it's exciting and I I bring coming back to your point, perhaps less of a shit marker because maybe you're too aggressive with your with your thought process within the team, but it's genuine competition. Shit markers, Toby shit markers um
0: i thought this was the most fluid i've seen an arsenal front five ever i don't ever remember i like maybe since the invincibles was the last time i saw a a front four or front five that were that fluid as far as formation could you work it out because i struggled for the entire game to work out who was playing where early on very much looked like Danny was playing out of centre-forward, uh, Mkhitaryan inside right, Owobi was inside left, and then Lacazette was playing in a number 10, linking, linking play.
1: Yeah, kind of. I, I saw it a little bit differently. I saw Welbeck coming across to the centre and the left a lot. Um, so, and then weirdly Lacazette actually popping out on the right and square and So wasn't this four sometimes. two two um
0: two? Like this this four square That's thing what that's again. what I was
1: getting at. So I think we line up as a four two three one, but it actually becomes when players move around and tuck in and so forth a four. We were two, a bona fide four four two um, at
0: the end of the game when you banger man had come on. A bona fide four four two. Yeah
1: and and, and and I also wrote a lopsided four four two. So um, so I don't mind that. But the thing is, you need the personnel to be able to play in that system. So, you know, that that power and pace from up front. I feel like we're going to get into that soon. So we'll, we'll, just, we'll just put that on the shelf for now.
0: Where we should start then, Toby, really is with the goals. Five of them. Conceded yeah. one.
1: Let's go for it.
0: First goal, Lacazette, really fluid. Players running everywhere, pulling in all different directions. Defenders had nowhere to go. Uh, Monreal whips one across. Lacazette, awesome touch, smashes it near post with his right foot. Keep the goals rolling, Lacazette.
1: What a turn! And that started with his strong number nine play with his back to goal. Don't forget that. You know, so he lays it off to Wobes. Wobes releases mineral. Mineral squares it. You know, and and it, it certainly wasn't like a tap in. So, the turn and shot he he's starting to remind me of proper finishes you know in in our era, I guess you know your shearers your Jermaine Defoe's, those type of finishes he's really starting to count them um you know not a lot of back lifts on the turn you know with his sort of as muscular well. everything he's doing and is low with power. Gra- gra- well that's 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 my point that's my point you know
0: that's much more of a Les Ferdinand, Alan Shearer era style striker to me that I'm just going to fucking hit this and if the goalkeeper gets a hand on it, I'll, mm. I'll put him in the net with the with the ball. Um, but mm. but the, the thing in the lead-up to the goals, especially in the lead-up to the first two goals, because the way I saw this game was those two goals broke the game and then everything else that followed was, was Fulham just being opened up, an open wound. But for me, those... But
1: they did. It was a bit scrappy to start off with. They were, they were, bit, they were no pressing very really... hard
0: for them. They were, they were trying hard. They were getting up in numbers. Bellerin misplaced some, some passes yep. early. Uh, Monreal misplaced some passes early. It was Monreal's mispass to make it 1-1. Uh, it was a mispass that I, I think yep. Schurler picked up on and, and dinked the keeper. Nice finish. But, you know, we were... I was, I was deflated by that at that stage. Uh,
1: yeah, I was I was a bit annoyed. I wasn't deflated because I felt that we really had dominated that first half, especially after the first goal. But I I thought it was pretty fucking typical, actually. And I and I I was scolding the um, the lack of there game were three there were three chances because...
0: prior to that goal. Arsenal could have been could have been three nil. There is a, a just an amazing sure. example sure. of what happens when you bring athleticism. And dynamic hard runners into a team. And it's a 1-2 with Welbeck and Awobi. A ball gets pinged to Welbeck, who I will go into later. I thought had a monster of a game. That guy. But a ball gets Mm. pinged to Welbeck Mm. in the middle of the park. Absolutely pinged at him low. He kills it dead. Lays it off to Iwobi. And then goes on this monster athletic run to burn the right back. Receives the ball back. Smashed yep. it across the face. The Fulham defender, I think, takes it off Lacazette's
1: toe. He did, and and I I was making notes on exactly that same play because that impressed the absolute it impressed shit me out of from me
0: from a physicality perspective. I don't believe that that is something that that particular move is something that you bang a man has that that physicality. You bang a man, he, he chews up the ground and he runs, you know, like he's ice skating. That run nice from power. Danny was power driven. It was a standing start one two, and you just watched him wind it up, burn the defender, get mm. the return from Awobi, who mm. was also massive for me, Awobi. Yeah. And so there was one from Awobi which flashed across the face. Um, there was a terrible miss from Mikatarian. One he tried. He pretty much had an open goal. It, uh, do you remember it? He cunted it. He smashed it over the bar
1: uh I, look I wouldn't call it an open goal but yeah I mean he could For have hit the target a
0: standard I'd like to see him make the goalkeeper make a save there. but after all of that yeah. we end up in this 1-1 one, one situation again it's a little bit kind of fuck same old arsenal you know with with Bellerin and Mineral sort of mm. giving the ball up a bit which then rolled us into the second goal from Laka, which was uh, Edge of the box, absolutely smashed on the turn again. So almost a similar goal, but from further out, and once again, won by the physicality of Danny Welbeck under a high ball, knocking it down to him.
1: Correct, and and one of the one of the long balls, or one of the lack of um, hitting the target man when the press does negate passing out from the back, is our inability to have to hit a target man, because we basically don't have one. So it's another tick for um, for Big Dane for knocking down that goal. I mean, it, it, there's more than one way to skin a cat, isn't there? That knockdown, the location of it, and then the ability of um, of Lacazette to take it quickly, um, that that sets the game up. And, and that's that's the moment that wins the game for me. Everything that's, else is and, great. And, and,
0: and that is that. 100% what I wrote down. Is that if you're gonna look at the game if you're gonna look at the game based on the first thirty minutes, or if you're gonna look at the game based on the last thirty minutes, everyone is gonna look at the game based on the last thirty minutes and look at this, you know, wide open, Galactico, Ramsey's amazing goal, you bang a man a couple of wonderful goals as well. But by that stage Fulham had been broken. And for me the reason why they were broken was because of the strength and the power of Lacazette holding the ball up, the athleticism and the domination of Awobi and Welbeck.
1: And and Mkhitaryan to some degree as well. So the movement of that front four. I thought that Mkhitaryan
0: compared to the greater group was more anonymous. I didn't think he played as well. I didn't think he played badly, but I didn't think that he played as well.
1: I completely agree with you, but his movement was good.
0: The thing that broke Fulham was the strength and the physicality of Lacazette, Welbeck, and Awobi. And what I said at the top of the show is I genuinely believe that that is closer to what Emery would want to play as a starting front three than what he has. That's an Emery Ball-style front three. You go throw Ursula in there out of a 10, and I genuinely believe that's a... It's not going to win one or two, but I genuinely believe that that is a Champions League team right there.
1: I feel like you're getting a bit far ahead of yourself. I, I'm agreeing with you that, that that movement and power and pace... Sorry, to take a leaf out,
0: out of your book from earlier. I mean for this style of game.
1: Okay, good. Because that's where I was going.
0: That pace and that physicality is what matched Fulham and what broke Fulham. I don't believe for one second that if you and, take that and same And opened team, up our midfield absolutely. And, play. And it's no surprise that both yep. Granite and Torreira had fantastic games.
1: Exactly. Because it had been one in front of them.
0: They weren't on the back foot. They weren't mm. having balls bounce off people. There were multiple different style out balls. You know, whether you're going to go out to a Wobie and he was actually going to burn someone. He burned people two or three times mm. around the outside. Big strength. Or whether you're going to come... And dribbling ability. Yeah. Dynamic... Runners, ball carriers, go and put ball carriers into a team. Mm. You're going to win games.
1: And how many times have we said in our team, we we tend to pick slight technical, you know, eight or so number tens in a team, because that's the way I used to play. All of a sudden, we're seeing more of a a premiership-ready side, You know, and that's where we've been missing out. And I reckon that's one of the reasons we gave away so many points away from home because it's a different game. You know, when it's home, you know, the lesser teams often sit back. They're, you know, more scared to come out and have a go at you. So you can kind of unpick the lock and and focus on your possession and, um, you know, penetrating with the the clever little balls through and, and so forth. But this type of game... You know, this was a proper Premiership game, you know, and, a, and, a, and an away performance. And I think there's a nice mixture starting to happen here. We're not going to say this is going to be all the time because that, that just isn't true. You know, you can show up in a couple of weeks' time and these same players won't be as effective. But this is the beauty of a squad. This is the beauty of not sticking with one eleven every single time. I think you're starting to get a group of 17, 18 players now who are actually finding some type of form together. And if you look at the way the goals are being celebrated, do you think there's a bigger team spirit? One of my points I was
0: coming up to next, ma'am, was that this feels like 16, 17 players all pulling in the same direction, who have all realised we're all going to get game time, whether it's in the Cups, whether it's in Europe, we've all got to, when we get our opportunity, make sure that we put our best foot forward and when games mm. are split open like that is when those slider, better on the ball, you know, more creative, high-tempo players can come on because your physical guys have broken them. That makes more sense to me to start your physical guys while we're in the arm wrestle and then be able to bring on a You banging Man.
1: Great point. Great point because it is the arm wrestle. It is winning the arm wrestle. If you put yep. on
0: You Bangin Man at 60 yep. minutes every game, I guarantee you. He, he will, will slice, slice people apart. Do you know
1: what as well? It also may give his his career a bit more longevity. I'm not saying he's old, but if you've got that type of player coming off the bench with Lacquer doing the fucking the dirty work, because that's what the premiership is a lot of the time. Well, this also fits in with something that I think you were formulating in your mind, the, the way to regulate or circulate your banger man and Lacazette in the same team. So, my question to you is Lacazette now our Premier League number nine, and your banging man becomes our cup player, especially in Absolutely. Europe? Absolutely. And that is not saying your banger man doesn't play. If Lacquer hasn't done it 50, 55, 60 minutes, 65 minutes, tiring teams, your banger man comes on, or they come on to get up this... This is the whole thing about having a squad. And this reminds me more of, you know, one of the greatest managers of our era, and I fucking hated the prick when he was managing, but I, I respect the shit out of him now, like a Ferguson approach.
0: Well, Ferguson always had players like Choo, Choo Young Park and Danny Welbeck and, you know, exactly. these guys these guys exactly. who were hard running. And he regularly went to... Choo Young Choo Park,
1: Park? Park? Park, Park, Park,
0: Park. Hon... Hun Min Park, Jisung.
1: Park. Park Ji-sung. Park Ji-sung. Right, so Ferguson had these guys
0: who were hard-running, who were athletic, who worked their holes off for him. You know, and Fletcher, Fletcher. I was about to say Fletcher, um, you know, who he regularly, regularly went to to win the arm wrestle. You know, I think there is something said about these, these, you know these Ramsey type plays. I'm, I'm going to get into the whole Ramsey thing later on because I've got some pretty strong opinions.
1: That's unlike you having a strong opinion, is it? Because you don't like stirring the no, pot, do
0: you? No, but um, in answer, in answer to your question, Lacazette has now firmly, firmly made himself the premiership striker for Arsenal Football Club, without doubt. That does not mean that Ubangan Man doesn't have a role to play within the first squad or that Lacazette isn't going to pick up an injury and Eubanger Man's going to have to come in. I just think that the way that it's going to work better is instead of dusting Eubanger Man so he's rooted at 70 minutes by the time the game is opening up, why not play an Awobi? Why not play a Welbeck and a Lacazette, get them to do all this hard work, all this hard running, and at sixty minutes, when you've got tiring defences, you bring on a Ubangan man. Do you know what I wrote down in my in my comments? Mm. Danny Welbeck and Alex Iwobi are like prop forwards in rugby league. They're there to yep. break people, yep. right? They're there to run hard, That's right. bite down on the mouthpiece, tuck the ball under their wing, and go forward.
1: And then open the game up. Guys to the like Pamiang
0: are five eights halfbacks. You know, creative edge players who go and put the icing on the cake when you've got tiring players because they've been broken, because the arm wrestle's been won. Now, if you look at that just mm. strictly from a logical perspective, it makes complete sense for someone who is explosive, like Aubameyang is. I, I don't, look, I, I don't attest to have watched his entire career at Dortmund, but he seems like someone who doesn't get a great deal of touches necessarily, but then injects himself in parts. So he's someone who is more of that kind of fast-twitch fiber, bang, bang, I'm involved. And now I'm not involved. I don't think you can get away with that in the Premier League. Mm. I think you have to be in the fight in the Premier League for 35, 45 minutes first before you win the right. Mm. And it's funny, if you listen to our last podcast in Troy Deeney's Jail Wife, we actually spoke about this. We actually said that we were wondering how teams could keep up this insane physical press beyond the 60-minute mark, beyond the 70-minute mark. In one of the pods that we didn't put That's up, right. which was the Newcastle pod, we spoke about the fact that Newcastle Rafa basically organized them to a point where they completely stifled us until they were rooted. And then we ran over the top of them at mm. the end. So That's after right. this ginormous rant, to bring it back to the question that you asked, yes, Lacazette is the Premier League striker, and yes i would play Yang, i'd start him in all the cups all of europe and i'd start him off the bench for the prem until he mm. either plays his way into such contention or until lacazette went out of form lacazette went out of form at about the 20 25 25 yep. game mark last year yeah
1: or 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 an injury occurs and and this is the thing this is the thing this is this is playing all of the cards in your hand rather than you know just going for the big ones all the time. So, look, I think there's something coming of this, you know, and it'll be interesting to see how it goes because in the past we've seen, particularly last season, we've seen two completely separate teams and what we thought was a really good idea because one would be fresh, one would be fighting for the first team, it didn't happen that way. Apparently Embry
0: has openly poo-pooed this. I was reading yesterday. He has said, no, all of the competitions are equally important. We will go there as a yeah. team. We will come back as a team and we will play as a team.
1: Oh, I like it. I like it. You know, there's a bit more toughness and cuntishness about us. And I feel that that's what we've been lacking for a really long time. So and we've got, we're starting to build some bulldogged, bulldoggedness, ruggedness. You know, look at the players that are starting to emerge. In our team, you know, what Lacazette has evolved into, what Torreira is bringing to the team, Danny coming back in, Uh, Awobi, the the way, you know, the way he's put on size and he's injecting himself into the game. Um, I thought holding was pretty full on in terms of his committedness. Um, Mustafi, you know, we already know he's front-footed. He's just got errors. But, it you know, he Mustafi had a big set of balls. best game
0: of the year for Arsenal, despite the fact he only had 68% passing accuracy again.
1: Yeah. Well, it's... it's maybe that's something I to would do like with to their look press. those
0: passes that he miss. And if those are forward passes, aggressive passes, like not as dangerous situations... It, remember mm. ages ago, we were then talking a, about then how then it wasn't okay. about how Xhaka was bad. It was about that when Xhaka was bad, that generally turned into goals or high XG chances. I didn't notice yeah. uh, Mustafi giving up a ball. I noticed him giving up some balls, some misplaced passes. But it wasn't like they were given up, and then all of a sudden it was transition, they were on top of us. So I, I'd be interested in having a look no, at some of no, those No, I feel that those
1: issues came from more... from. Our fullbacks rather than our, our centre backs this this game, but let's give a little bit of credit to Cessignon though, who I felt had Bellerin in his pocket. So let let's just put that little caveat there in terms of a personal battle, because I'm guilty of this, you know, fixating too much on our performance and not always the opposition.
0: Yeah, well that brings us in kind of a roundabout way to to the second half goal when the wound had been torn open. I really disappointed Danny Welbeck coming off the pitch. Um, probably the most disappointed I've seen Danny look being substituted.
1: Oh yeah, you did notice that, and the fans sung his name because he'd well. been
0: just spectacular. You know, he he just he just worked yeah. his hole off.
1: He did look disappointed because Danny is always such a team. I think that's because pharaoh. Danny
0: felt that that was there for the taking. That maybe Fulham were right on the yeah. cusp of being torn open. And now yeah. is his time to get a, a couple goal of goals. And instead, yeah. as a result, you end up with Rambo coming on and picking up a goal and an assist. And you end up with your banger man coming mm-hmm. on and picking up two goals.
1: So Because the work had been done. So I, I feel like I know where you're going. Well, you, let's not. Like, I,
0: I want to get to that later. Let's first of all bask in okay. just the amazingness of yet another Ramsey highlight reel goal.
1: Mm. Oh, sensational! I mean, what is that the best goal we've, we've scored since the Jack Wilshere Norwich goal? It, I think so. It was an amazing goal
0: because of where the goal
1: came from, from from basically the the bottom right of the pitch, and that little dink from Rambo over the sliding oncoming defender. That was that was sexual for me. That was almost my favourite part of the goal. Can that and Bellerin's question? little backflip. Go
0: on. Would you say that despite the fact that the game was wide open and for the taking, would you say that that's the most dominant you've seen Ramsey in, in this season?
1: This season, yeah. The last time I saw him that good was the Atletico away. Okay. Was it Atletico so, or was so, it um, so AC second, Milan second question. last year? Yeah.
0: Why doesn't he realise that he's more effective from deep? Because both of his main injections into this game were from deep. He started the play, he ran onto it, he linked it, and then he finished it. He was not standing in a number 10, three quarters of the way up the pitch, waiting for the goal. Because he's a dumb
1: cunt? Maybe it's that type of thing, like your your schoolyard best player.
0: Did you write this down as well? Like he's playing deeper and he's playing well.
1: Yeah, and 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 he was playing deeper and to the right, and I thought, well, this is a thing. This is this is a way of bringing him into the team, and maybe we can discuss that later as well with a slightly different formation. But it's almost like that kid at school who thinks they're so good. All they have to do is sit up top and but affect the game so that much way, and all they care about is scoring goals
0: from deep. He's a highly no technical shit player, Sherlock.
1: I'm not. Fucking no, I know. I'm, I'm saying it out I'm loud just... because
0: I can't even. I can't even bring myself to fathom how, at this stage in his career, it's like Walcott. It's very similar to Walcott,
1: right? Well, he did. He used to sit up. Top, he used to say, "Oh, I'm a number nine because right." He told me, and Wenger yep. told me, and then he would play with his back to goal and lose all of the things, all of his attributes that made him effective. His arced runs and Love starting from be. Comeback, buddy. So. He would be completely ineffective so in that number me, nine that if he had that is very similar to, to
0: Ramsey, right? In the in but the sense that analogy, you have someone is who is so good in a role, so good from deep. He's technical. He's physical. He's probably one of our most uh, technical, tight area possession retaining players that we have. Much like er- much like er- from er- deep. but from deep.
1: From but the, deep, when the, players the, the, are running the, the little at him, thing against marks, big centre backs.
0: From deep, and when yeah. his starting position is up top, he does nothing. When his starting position is from deep, he's effective. So it just
1: mm. and a lot of it comes because he, he's so natural in terms of he's better when when the opposition is coming at him, not when he's coming at the opposition. If you know. Anyway, what I
0: mean. it was an amazing goal. He started it. Then he linked the centre of it. Then he finished it with an amazing. He finished it with an amazing finish, which which any team in the Premier League, Man U fans, would be watching that right now and just thinking, "God, I wish we could play that football."
1: Well, that was a throwback for us, wasn't it? That was a real throwback, you know. And I don't know whether that had some Wenger DNA. I I would expect it does, to be honest. Um, But yeah, I mean, you know, an overly structured boring side such as you know uh Mourinho coach Manu at the moment would be giving their left nut to score a goal like that. So let's let's bask in it. Uh anyway, Ramsey then turns provider uh
0: for Eubangen man. Lovely little finish, lovely little goal, and then Ubangan Man finishes it off with a ball flashed. Across the face from Bellerin.
1: I think it's the it other around around. Corner. was it I think you've mixed, uh, mixed those two them around. Up. Goals for anyway, for
0: goal, goal, you, yeah, ba- no, you okay. bang a man. Assist from Bellerin for one. Really nice finish tucked around the corner. Yeah.
1: And pre-assist from Mkhitaryan yeah. twice. Well, Mkhitaryan did in-
0: come into the game after the game opened up. And I think that's because Mikatarian had more legs left because he hasn't played as much.
1: And he wasn't really in the game before that. So maybe it was like a conserving type of game. The front three, as we've discussed at Nauseam now, had won that arm wrestle, opened things up, and then allowed him to affect the game. And now.
0: like we said, by this stage, um, Fulham were a, a bleeding deer. You know, it, they, it was just a kill shot that was coming. They, they'd been battered by this point. It was... Um, yeah. You know, it, it was it was a pretty enjoyable, pretty special game to watch from a fan's from an Arsenal fan's perspective. And I don't think... Oh, it's and great. yes, I mean... that is goals. Yes, that is because of the goals. But i just like to say that I was enjoying it that much at 2-1. At 2-1, mm. I was really into it. But for different reasons. I was into it because I felt that we had made a step forward physically. And then the last half an hour, I was like, there you go. That's how you go and finish off teams. Because for so long, you and I have spoken about why don't we put teams away 5-0 like City do? You go watch City, they're goal-hungry. Right up until the 90th minute, they're still going to put teams away, put teams away, put teams away. They often don't get out of the trap mm. super fast. City. They might do teams 5-0, but often they have both sides of the game. They're able to get into that fight with Gundogan and uh, what's his name? The, the one I really, really like. Fernandinho.
1: Yeah, I, I, would, I would say Gundawan hasn't affected... Their team for much part, bar the odd one or two games, I'd say Fernandinho has been a fucking stalwart. I watched the game with Gundogan for... and
0: Fernandinho in the middle of the park a couple of weeks ago, and they were amazing, mm. amazing. Just broke stuff mm. up and
1: well, I'm a big Fernandinho f- fan, but I-, I honestly feel that that bulldog type of player. I think we've almost got him. I think we've almost got him, and he's only 22, whereas Fernandinho's 32. Yeah, so. You know, Torreira, you know, Jean-Michael Sari. you know, I noticed him a bit early on in the game, but after we broke them and we we won that midfield battle, I didn't really well, notice know, him another anymore. one sure people are banging Terreira. on
0: about a player and he ends up going to a relegation club when people were talking about him for a top club and all the media is like, oh, why didn't we just go get seri you know, from Serie A, he's done this, he's mm. done this. It looks like a guy has a couple of really nice touches, but I don't think he's... He might build in to a premiership player, but he definitely wasn't a premiership player from the start. Toby, did you notice that Fulham had a player called Old Geezer? Okay, I did Okay, so it's just me. I'm sure that wasn't his name, but I'm sure... Every time we on the <laughs> ball, they had like, hey, great shot from the Old Geezer! And I was like...
1: Oh, I don't think so I mean I know Steve stillwell was um, sidwell sorry was was yeah. commentating but I didn't notice a player. I just went down I just wanted to know.
0: know if you you realized it as well Tobes just quickly as we kind of wrap up that section to move into the three two ones which I've got a funny feeling it'll be very very contested three two ones um were there any other points mm. any other things that you wanted to bring up about the game about the personnel? About life, just in general,
1: mate. Something that I was considering this morning, which um, I thought I'd this question to you, um, is that would a... and, And this is about beating big teams away from home after we've won Freedom 24. So let me put this to you. Would a back three be an option in some big games coming up after Freedom 24 is over? I, For example, let me finish. For example... Ramsey, Maitland-Niles, Guendouzi all being able to play as that third in a midfield three, okay? When this happens, does it mean there's more cover on the right? Because don't forget, there's no number 10 in this formation. Is there more cover on the right for Ozil to drift inside back into the 10?
0: I don't think that in that formation you can play Ozil is my simple answer to that. I don't think that in a... Yep. Even though there could yep. be cover from yep. the
1: right of midfield, from just, Ramsey, from Maitland-Niles, or from yep. Guendouzi. I just
0: don't think that in that formation you can play Erzl in one of the front three. He, he's not got a great record. Well, think about it I like do. this, right? He's not got a great record against top opposition, and most of the games he's played mm. against top opposition, he's played off the right in an Arsene Wenger system.
1: Mm-hmm but think of think of the balance on the right with Bellerin and yeah, right I have side I have midfielder. no I have
0: no doubt that what you're saying makes logical sense and that logically bringing in a third defender and still having two more defensive minded midfielders on top of that who are going to pull and cover mm. the wide areas which incidentally I thought that for the first time Xhaka did quite well this game there's a couple of moments where Monreal mm. got caught up and Jacker pulled into that left-back area. But, mm. yes, it makes logical sense, but I have two kind of reasons why I don't think it would happen. Number one, what I just said, I don't think Urzel fits into that model, which means I think you're benching Urzal in big games for Ramsey, which is dumb because he's not signing a contract. Mm. That's mm. my first point. My second point is if you've just gone and invested 10 games into Freedom 24 into locking down a system that makes sense to people where they are able Mm. to be more reactionary within that system because they understand it, they understand what's in front of them Mm. and what their role is, I don't think then it would be necessarily wise to make changes to a system for a specific game unless you, yep. were, unless you were folding with you, that with in that. week on week and you had a really genuinely but fluid system where one week you were three at the back and one week you were four at the back.
1: This, this is where I'm getting at. This is where I'm getting at because other teams do it quite frequently. I'd say Spurs do it, Chelsea do it. So is this why he was experimenting in the Europa League? I thought that team? might
0: have just been a personnel issue. I thought it might yeah, have
1: been a person. But I like the fact that he had a yeah, look at it. Yeah, and
0: he had a look at it, and we weren't amazing defensively. We conceded a...
1: Don't forget, Kolasinac isn't trusted at left back. He's only trusted as a we left wing We conceded
0: a lot of chances in that game. In the Europe game, a lot. Yeah. So, like, five, five or did. six, we... like, very good chances for them. The back three didn't necessarily work really well for us. I also don't think that we have the personnel, you know, the second you've got an injury... Because yeah, we, we don't have any, have any defenders, defenders anyway. And I don't think mm. that you're going to change a system just to get someone like Kalasinak into the team. I don't think Kalasinak is very long for Arsenal. I don't think he's suited for Arsenal. I think he was bought within a system that Wenger was playing at the time. That's just my theory on the whole thing. And, and, on, a free. and on a free. I'm not much of a gang.
1: But I do like that massive fucking. Yeah, until man he runs out punch. of
0: juice, and then he's got to go hide until he gets some juice back. You know, it's a it's Kolasinac is a funny one. For, to feed to feed yeah, his muscles. Kalasinak is a funny one for me because I thoroughly enjoy him when he's on, and almost every time he plays, I find a load of things wrong with him. So to answer your question, do Great. I think that logically it would make sense and we would be more secure against a team like that? Yeah. Yeah, I do. But I also think the mm. other thing is that when you look at it, we've got a front four or a front five who are as good as probably anyone under City and
1: Liverpool. It's starting to look you that know. Way. And not only yeah.
0: that, but you've got options off the bench. You've got changes with a Awobi hitting form, with Welbeck hitting form, with Lacazette hitting form, with Aubameyang being in form. Mm. When you have Ozil as an option, mm. Mkhitaryan as an option, Ramsey as an option, all who can fit in Good or all who
1: can come as off long the as bench. they're playing well.
0: You know, and if everyone is pulling in the yeah. same direction, which it appears they are, then those opportunities to play and you're not working and we've seen Emery is willing to pull someone if they're not working, regardless of name, that's not working, let's change it. I think, and, uh, and we yeah, like we that. do, because we we've like not that. had that for so long, but I think that it is more likely that when we come up against the big teams, maybe have a go, Because our role, and I've got a point here, and it's great that it's come back around, right? We are not going to beat big four teams this year. What is going to happen is we're going to beat everyone below us.
1: And wait for the other teams to take points off each other. And that's what we didn't do last season.
0: Or just simply beat everyone but the top four. You cannot win a game against the top four Mm. and finish second or third without any issue. But if you're not dropping away Mm. games... And you've got good goal difference, and you're beating people who you should beat because you've got a guy who's tactically minded to say, "I'm going to put a team together to go and beat Huddersfield,"
1: instead of having. And he's tactically minded instead of being arrogant and only playing one way because he he will pay respect to every single because every
0: single opposition requires a them. different type of respect. That was always the problem with That's Arsene right. Wenger. It was if we go out and we express ourselves with fluidity. You know, then, then we will mm-hmm. win.
1: Like the 2006 Champions League Grand Final, they didn't even, they didn't even. We will win Barcelona. because
0: if we play to our maximum, we are better than the opposition, and then the opposition mm-hmm. comes out with a tactical change and just sticks their dick in your ass, and you're done. You're fucked. Okay, so that's a pretty good ramble on the game, Toby. Probably the most we've had to kind of back and forth for a few weeks.
1: Maybe it's because we actually watched the game. No, I, no, I
0: don't think so. I actually think it's just because that things were different, and when things are different, there's more to talk about than when things are the same. You know, so
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so that drags us into yeah. our weekly three two ones and one two threes. We will do an update of where we're at next week, guys. As far as uh, who's on what points, where we're at. We usually meant to do it at the end of the week. It should have been last at the end of the month. It should have been last week. We didn't do it, um, but we'll try and get it out next week, just to just to let you know. For us more than anything, Toby, to see where we're at and what we're doing with our player ratings, because mm. really we just make this shit up mm. based on different narratives and things that we're thinking about. Toby, as you are aware from last week's pod, I told you I'm on a bit of a bit of a tear. At the moment with my three two ones and one two threes, about not just giving people points based on their key contributions. So not just based on goals and not just based on assists. I'm just having a bit of a bit of a yeah. moment where I'm looking at players as more of a an overall contribution. That's not to say that if I don't think that the players who scored the goals also had a smashing game that I'm not gonna pick them. So Toby, for me, it may surprise you, but today I had
1: three points for that guy, Danny Welbeck. It does not surprise me for two reasons. One, he had an amazing game in terms of his influence on the, on the final score. And I think that's what you're getting at in terms of the overall performance and, um, you know, waiting on the game, I guess. But secondly, because he is your new man love and I think you I do want
0: to poof Danny. I do. Um, look, we've he already been through man. it so I don't need to. He's always I don't need my... to bang the drum that hard on him, but I thought that he was very, very heavily responsible in breaking Fulham. and it was the breaking of Fulham that opened the game up for all of Arsenal's pretty players to have the effect that they had. that guy.
1: Well, I, I couldn't. I couldn't agree more. That guy, Danny,
0: sign him up.
1: Yeah, and like you said, I loved the fact that he was so disappointed when he came off, and and how much the crowd got behind him and appreciated. Well, his
0: a little bit. The a little bit the Arsenal fan base can go and get fucked. So, I said that last week as well
1: because they're yeah, flippant b-
0: because they didn't want him, and now they're seeing what his value is.
1: Do you, Do you think the away supporters are flippant? <sighs> No. No. Do you think the prawn sandwich eating brigade at the Emirates with the corporate tickets I do. are flippant? Yes. yes. Exactly. And do you know what? So I also think let's, some let's, of our
0: podcasting fraternity are pretty fucking flippant as well. You know, and I'd like to see some of them come out and say, might have been wrong on that one, instead of just coming out and saying, oh, isn't he good? Hasn't he played well? He was massive today. I mean, people were ready mm. to take him out the back and shoot him. You know, give him away, yeah. give him away, get his wages off the book. Idiots, that guy, Danny, mm. love him. Topes, three points, who'd you have today, mate?
1: Look, for me, it was Lacazette. And look, that, that aligns with the actual man of the match from, you know, from, from the game itself. I thought he worked his hole off, and, and that's what I'm really loving about the guy. You know, the low centre of gravity, the big butt, the way he's harrying. And we always knew he was a great finisher. But now he's bringing um on, on that other side of the game, so that link-up play, what he's starting to do now, and you know we're talking about the effect on the game. It was a half chance. I don't want. I don't know what the XG rating was on the first one. That'd be interesting to have a look at because of the swivel, turn and shot, and also the second goal from the knockdown from Wells. That that was a that was a half the chance. The second of goal is
0: a better goal because I don't think the keeper expected the shot from there
1: he well that's the thing he'd finished it he'd got through his whole shot before the keeper had even yep. set himself so that was um that was great so anyway three points for Lacazette for me it, it was it was almost that flashes impossible.
0: into my two points two points for Lacazette for me goals win games finish is finish Lacazette Lacazette it's 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 as it's as simple as that for me I I guess, you know, between him and Welbs for man of the match for me, I just wanted to keep going down this narrative of the the quantity of hard work. But I thought Lacquer worked his hole off, got his goals, did what he needed Mm. to do. And I just think as well, you know, for a guy who's not been picked in the France team again in the upcoming international break.
1: Oh, well, it's only like they just won the World Cup. No, I know.
0: I know. But you would think this early after a World Cup, managers would start looking at other people. You know, you start rest well, you start resting you start resting, next, you start look resting look to people, Toby. You yeah. start having a look at people, you start rewarding people. For him to be overlooked again and then to come out and bang another two goals in, and for him to be oh, well, benching.
1: It's our their loss and is our game.
0: Benching banging man is pretty special. Mm. It's pretty special. So mm. like I said two points for me. Toby, who have for two points.
1: I had Welps, so I think you and I obviously come at the game from a very similar perspective. But you know, those two for me, um, you know, touch and go. Who was the who was the actual man of the match? But you know, like I said, goals win games, and um, yeah, and we probably don't need to repeat it. But but Danny was just monstrous in terms of his movement, his touch, his bringing other players into the game, his combination with. Awobi, funnily enough, even though I thought they were playing on opposite sides, um, the runs in behind, the power, some of the tenacity, how hard he made their defenders and their midfield work, and like I said, that's how what that's what tired them out. He would have made them
0: the the quantity well, right. fatigue. That's right. We're talking about them. athletes here. You know. Yeah. Um, cool. So for me, one point. I know I slag him off. All the time but credit when credit's due I thought Mustafi for one point and look there were a couple of other players I had I had a Wobi there for for a point as well I think he really deserved a point from me um I had Terrera, I thought was really good as well I gave Mustafi the point because I gave him negative points the week prior and I thought he stepped his game mm. up. so for me that was a yeah. that was a big move it was him stepping up you do have Socrates, Socrates. What are we going with? We're we going with Socrates or Socrates.
1: I'm flipping. Okay, both. so Jared Same Butler. Jared military. Butler is fit,
0: as far as we know. Um, so you know, big from him to stand up in a week when everyone is saying, look, they want to see holding and they want to see Jared Butler play together, and he stood up and he had a good game. So I gave him a point.
1: Mm. And basically, when everyone's ready to shoot him and bundle him into the back of a trunk, and well, drive I, him I, to the I mean, I was. I'm not going to say that or I'm either. not
0: going to change my perspective on him from one game. I'm not one of those guys who mm. is who says, Oh, now I've decided mm. I like him because he had a game. I still don't like him. I still think he's a liability. Mm. He still only had 68 percent passing, which isn't great, but we spoke about that. Mm. I just thought, Credit where credit is due. You had a good game, son. I'll give you a point.
1: Yep. And look, for me, I, I was so close to giving Mustafi my point and I've actually got him and someone else written down as a point and I was basically waiting until right now before before I made my decision. But I, I've gone with Torreira just because I thought he was a, a bulldog. I thought, you know, he was two-footed in a in tight situations and I think he drove the game forward. Um, I thought he was absolutely phenomenal. Um Today and I think we had a number of good players, so it was hard. So my honourable mentions or close is, is Mustafi as well, and I thought Awobi was really, really. I had close one. I just had one small little
0: three. nick about Awobi, which maybe got him out of my top three points, like my top three spots. Yeah, and I thought he was just yeah. maybe a little bit overexcited at points. You know, a little bit of,
1: I, I I just thought he he was a little bit because he doubts himself, and we know that. I just thought he wasn't as confident this game. because See, more I was, was the expected opposite of it.
0: that. I thought that at times he was maybe a little bit overly confident. Or no, maybe you're right, because he was less confident. He tried a bit harder. And I think when he tries a That's bit right. harder, it's yeah. less natural for him. But he was still smashing. He was still in, he right. was still in the top oh, four he, he of was phenomenal. players on the pitch. Easily could have picked up points on any yeah. other day.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, massive shout out to Mustafi. I really appreciated him. It's just that that I, I really, really got behind Herrera this game and, you know, I wanted to find a point for Mustafi, but, you know, you can't fit everyone in. And Iwobi as well, honourable mention.
0: Negative one, who did you have, why, and how hard was it to find negative points this game?
1: Very hard, this game. Usually we've got a few who, you know, who, who either fly under the radar or who, are you know, have moments where they're not particularly good. Um... For me this is probably the hardest one out of the three I've given a point to a negative point to mikatarian just for a couple of missed opportunities when you want him to do better and he could have he could have really put his hand up and laid down a ship marker as you would say today and I was very excited to see him in the ten I have to say because of the movement and I didn't his even extra think he pace. was in the ten um,
0: <laughs> I, I, i've got I've got yeah, it well, anyway. up a heat map. About this game because I reckon the yeah. heat
1: map is just anyway, going to be just... one
0: giant glob because there was so, there was so much exchange of position. It'll it'll be yeah. interesting. Yeah.
1: Anyway, I just have I just have to say with Mkhitaryan before people jump up and down, I realised that he was heavily involved in at least two of the goals and that he. Toby, anyone who listens pre-assists. to
0: us knows you're the guy who gave him negative three points when he scored a goal and assisted a goal. You're that <laughs> fucking guy.
1: I am that. So, for player. a
0: negative point for me, I had Bellerin, minus one. But, yes, and again, I'm aware of the fact that Bellerin got an assist. I, I thought there were some misplaced ch- uh, passes early on. Uh, for me, it was between him and, and Monreal, really, who I was going to give a negative, a negative one to, and I just picked one. Yeah. I just went with yep. Bellerin. I thought he was yep. maybe slightly less yep. effective. Monreal also got an assist. Uh, yeah. Maybe lost the. Did mineral get an assist? Yeah, I
1: don't mineral remember got an that. Assist. Oh, for um, for the first goal, for the first Maca's goal. First yeah. goal. Um, so anyway, yeah. I gave so I, I gave him me
0: a negative one. Toby, who did you have for negative yeah. two, and why?
1: Well, I gave I gave my negative two to Bellerin because you know he some sloppy passes that led to opportunities from them. I thought Cessignon had him in his pocket, and I think maybe that shows us how good. That player is, um, and I'm aware there was a delicious flick in the Rambo goal. There was the assist for your banging man towards the end. Andy Kahn had um, one of the keeper. The keeper made are... an
0: amazing stop from him as well. Oh, I
1: love that! I love that! I I was really happy to Look, see that. It's very hard to find negative bit...
0: points when you've won five one. So you really, you really just grabbing that's on right. the moments in the game that you remember going. That was shit. And I think, I yeah. think that's, I think okay. that's what. We've so done. let's. Let's draw a line under that. that Me, so for negative two, two points, for, I had Mkhitaryan. Better. I thought he was just ineffective by comparison to the other forwards on the pitch. Yeah. And I'm happy to leave that there. I also wrote down, I thought it was a real opportunity for him to put down a shit marker. But you read my mind and said that already. Yeah. Because I'm so damn predictable.
1: I did. That's right. Um... Negative three, is it you uh, or me? Let's
0: go with yours first because I think mine might blow up the microphone and the internet. So negative three, Toby, who did you have and why?
1: Monreal, because I was disappointed in him for their equalising goal. The, the, lack, the lack of game management from us and from one of our most consistent and most experienced players and, and our, our leadership group I was I was really disappointed in the sloppiness of that. It was what what was it forty three fifty four I think the time was, um, you know, for you know coming towards the end of the first half. So I, I just thought that was that was pretty poor. And in a game that we we don't have a huge amount of errors, um, mineral gets. I think
0: Monreal looks a bit tired, a bit jaded.
1: Yeah. You know, Hank Kolasinac, point. coming back to the
0: team. Monreal's a little bit older. He's actually had some really good games, had positive points of us, been involved in everything. I just oh, thought he was a little Absolutely. bit tired, a little bit sloppy. So
1: yeah. And that and that sloppy pass right at the end before the end of the first half, that shows tiredness because as we know, you know, when you fatigue it affects your decision making. So anyway, good point. Negative three for you, Max. Let's let's see how you uh, blow up the internet with this, Aaron Ramsey, with your <laughs> motherfucker,
0: Aaron fucking Aaron Ramsey.
1: Ramsey. So the sign him up, best player we've got. The, the sign him up know, brigade, the travesty the Tony that, Adams brigade, that Arsenal would let someone Foxes say his
0: name. Townsend brigade, all of this shit. My tweet that I put up after the game was flat track. Bully, was what I put up. Hmm. And, and, you know, call me an idiot.
1: Same thing you used to say about Henri.
0: Shut up. Call me an (laughs) idiot, right? Call me whatever you want. Find me on Twitter. I'm at the rating gooner. I thought that it was disgusting to me. I was disgusted by the fact that a guy who is that good, who is clearly a number eight Is either unwilling to amend his game to amend his mentality about his game to be able to perform like that every week if he performed like that all the time we would have the next Xavi, the next Iniesta you know a a deep-lying playmaking guy who could run and who could get forward and I fucking hate the fact that he's not that guy and it annoyed me to no end That someone with that much ability to come on and score the goal that he scored, run deep the way he ran, and basically put his Welsh penis inside of Fulham and all around their buttholes. I found it thoroughly fucking annoying that he is unable to do that for us all the time. And as a result, we're going to sell him. That's why I gave him minus three points.
1: Mm. Well, you are a particularly warped human being. I, I. There's a big part of me that that thinks you're making total sense in your own fucked up Max World type of way. Um, but yeah, I probably wouldn't go as hard as you on him. I, you know, I really, think,
0: if I'm being honest, I was massively struggling you know, to find a negative three, and I, I found it. No, no, I, I got, got you. I got you,
1: and it's more. Yeah, and it's more its more an indication of frustration, and I think this is where you and I go back, have gone back to or have discussed at nauseam throughout the pods this year. You know, this is an outcome of frustration over a long time of what he doesn't do rather than... Yeah, and that's, do. that's what made now, me
0: so upset about this performance.
1: Exactly, exactly. And the fact that we've said this arriving from deep, beginning the play from deep by beating their press... He's a fucking perfect player for that. So two things, if he could stay fit and if he could do his fucking defensive duty and not just be a hero. And
0: that's the thing. It was just another, It. it it's just another YouTube highlight that makes him look like more of a player than what he is. And it's yeah. just another way and for, let's, the, for the, like you said, the prawn sandwich brigade. The more plastic fans, the more glory hunting fans, to look at it and jump up and down, and say, "Why is he in the team? Why is he in the team?" I'll tell you why he's not in the team. Because we need to stop the shit talk about Rambo. We're better balanced without him. He comes on in this particular game. He came on. The game was stretched, and he ended it. Right? Stop feeding the narrative, Arsenal fan base. And then he put his hands stop up. Stop feeding went, the narrative. Oh, why? And when he scores so his goal, why he's like, "What? Contract? No contract for me." tell you why there's no contract for you, Aaron, and I'll tell you why you weren't on the pitch to start, because you will not work as hard as Awobi, you will not work as hard as Welbeck, and in Gendouzi and Smith-Rowe, I think we've got players who are probably at the same level that you were at that age, and I think they've got better mentalities Mm. than what you have.
1: And it is, it's a mentality. So for me, it's time
0: to stop looking at Arsenal Football Club based on players, based on salaries, and based on reputations. You're either going to get in, you're going to do your Bam. job, and you're going to work hard, or you can fuck off. That's what I have to say to you, A. Yeah. A. Ron. Yeah.
1: And if you were holding the mic instead of having it on a mic stand with a pop filter, I'd drop you'd that drop shit. It.
0: I would drop that Yo. shit. Yeah. Um, just very, very quickly because I have to go to the gym.
1: Second.
0: Uh, Second. Uh, international break, so as Brothers will be gone for a week on hiatus. I may be talking to a couple of people about maybe doing a little bit of a quick interlude podcast, maybe chatting to some Man U fans, some Liverpool fans, some Everton fans. Unfortunately, in Australia, it is almost impossible to find Manchester City or Chelsea fans because they're all fucking...
1: Especially they're all the all plastic, plastic ones.
0: right? Unless I get someone who's like 70 on the pod. Maybe I'd be able to find a real City fan in Australia, but basically I can't find any. So if you listen to us and you know a real rusted-on, die-hard City or Chelsea fan, please hit us up. We'd love to get someone on the pod. Um, But straight after the international break, Toby, we've got Leicester at home. We're kind of coming up to the end of our Freedom 24 run now.
1: Mm. Um, How much have we got? Towards we've Freedom got Leicester,
0: 24. then we've got Palace. We've got Leicester and then Palace as the last two games of Freedom 24. After that, we've got Liverpool. Uh, we've got some...
1: Dude, we should do both of those games. We really should now. With our, you know, with what we've done and putting it together, playing badly and winning and then starting I to I hope that this performance well. is a
0: footnote because I can see us going to Leicester with that team and actually pushing Leicester back. Athletically pushing the back. Is it Leicester, Leicester away? away. Leicester, Leicester at home.
1: They Leicester play on at the home. counter, which Leicester is dangerous for have. us. But they're not very good at defending. You know,
0: so anyway, quick prediction to wrap it up, Toby. Uh, Leicester away.
1: I'm going to go two one to the Arsenal. Look,
0: I'm I'm going to go two one to the Arsenal. I'm gonna I'm gonna follow you on that one. I expect Urso will be back into the team. i do not think Ramsey will be back in the team. I think I think that I think either or Wellbeck and now we're gonna talk no, about I him think again. That <laughs> either Awobi or Welbeck has laid down enough of a marker now in this five nil win.
1: Yeah well was Ramsey only out of the team because of his wife's labour?
0: Maybe he was, but opportunities get taken when opportunities are made available. And if Emery is the yep. manager who we believe him to be he is going to reward those guys who broke Fulham, and he might even look at it and say, "You know what? I might bring you on at 60 minutes, Aaron. Go do it again. I might bring you on at 60 minutes. You yeah. bang a man. Go keep do it again." Keep him hungry, Keep him angry. You know, and start them yeah. in Europe. You know, we've got.
1: So your your team then? The team the I Lester think, game, or the team I want, but providing no injury. The team I think, in the or the break. team I want. Both, I don't care. We'll do both. We're going to talk about both of them anyway.
0: The team, I think, is going to play. I think is going to be the same yeah. back four. I don't think there is going to be any difference there. I don't. I don't think. Don't Mistaf- think I don't Supranes think Mustafi did enough to in. get booted out. I think Henry's like that. I think they played.
1: No, no, well, I, I agree with you, but I think it's Well,
0: I think Mustafi will probably play. I, I think Henry's shown that. Um. I think. So do I. Uh, I think. Oh, it may very well be Socrates and and Mustafi. Um, that's what. But I think it'll probably be Mustafi and Holding. That's what I think. Um, I think it's going to be Torreira. I think it's going to be Jack. I think those two are set now. They're rusted on. Emery's put the house on them. Um, and I think it's so important that we get parity there. And that's being that system is being yeah. worked out week on week on week. They need to play every game of the yeah. year.
1: And he's still bringing Gwendozi in. and yeah, keeping, keeping him fresh, fresh keeping well. him so happy, I really, like that really
0: into that. I think that Awobi will start. Yeah. I think that you'll see Ozil in the ten. Yeah. Um. I think that you might see Mkhitaryan off the right, and oh, I think okay. you see Lacazette cool. up top. That's what that's what I think might happen because I'm hoping that Emery has looked at this. Why wouldn't Obamiyang at twenty nine want to come on at sixty minutes and run at tired defenders in a two? with Because he's only twenty
1: nine. Because he's only yeah. 29. But every player wants to play Max. I, I don't. I don't buy into that. For
0: some reason, I get I get this feeling with Yang that maybe he's wired a little bit differently. I, I feel yeah. like maybe he's wired a little bit differently yeah. in the sense that. Maybe he doesn't at this stage in his career need to be the main man. Maybe he's happy to to, to wait mm. his turn.
1: Well, twenty-nine to thirty one should be peak. So I, I don't I, so I disagree. Who's your I'm front sorry.
0: five, Toby? Give it to me.
1: Front five for me is Lacazette up top, your Man on the left, Urzel back in on the ten, and then a straight fight between Welbs and Awobi on the right. Or a on the right because he showed he could do it last time. Mm. Jacka Terreira, That's not a bad shout. Know. You
0: bang a man on the right, a Wobbe on the left. Blacker up top.
1: Mm. That's yep. not
0: a bad shout. Yeah,
1: so it's sort of... Yeah, it's sort of... Um, he did well finishing from the right the other game. So I, I, think, I think it could be a shout. And then we've got that hard-working over on the left. And we can finish over on the right it sort of leaves Ballerina a little bit exposed again, but, you know, if, if any, you know, he's been playing like that for a long time. So anyway, that, that's what will happen for me because I think the only reason you man was on the bench was because of the illness or injury that he had. Um, and that's why he came on about 60. And I think Welbs and we have hugely shown their worth. I just don't think they will. Yeah. I just don't think they'll, they'll start. So, I'd love to see Ramsey on the bench again. Um, and we've we've also got options on the bench that way. So let's let's stick with that.
0: Okay, well that brings us to the end of this afternoon sunlit session of the Ars Brothers ranked cast. Toby, as always, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, we will be off we will be off for a week, uh, unless I decide I, I come up with some kind of motivation to do some kind of off uh interlull fucking podcast of some description. So to everyone out there, we will see you for the post-Lester uh, review show. And from us at the As Brothers, good afternoon. Have a great day. Open a beer. Cheers, guys. Good night. Good night.
1: Or good afternoon. Rather. <laughs>